This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here comes second down seven. Prescott back looking left. Throwing it in the back of the end zone for Schultz. What a grab. Did he get it? Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Oh, what a grab by Dalton Schultz, his second touchdown of the night. Prettiest play of the night. Dime throw from Dak, as the young kids do. What is this called, Peyton? Moss? Moss is that the Moss? Yep. Dalton Schultz mossing the defender going up top, and that gave the Cowboys some breathing room, 24-13, to 13 before they wrap up the win in Tennessee. Look, it wasn't the most comforting win. Uh, they did not play great. It was uneasy in the middle of this thing. I never thought the Titans were going to win. I expected the Cowboys to blow them out by much more, especially when I saw the way Josh Dobbs looked early on in this game. But the Cowboys let the Titans hang around. Uh, Hendershot with the screw-up. That's going to get blamed on Dak by some uh, impossible people. Uh, Dak with the bad interception. He was behind Dalton Schultz on the throw. And then I don't still don't know who to blame on the fumble. Uh, I still don't know who to blame on the fumble exchange. We'll ask Nick Eatman what they were saying about it uh, as he's back from Tennessee at 920 this morning. Uh, but Tennessee sitting nine starters. They just don't have enough talent, and the Cowboys were able to go ahead and close this out and cover the spread as we told you they would. Do you think anybody was, like, nervous watching Dak throw the ball like any betters when they were up 14? Like, please just run out the clock. What are you doing? Like people who had Dallas covering the spread? I don't know. I was don't thir- know how was- to answer. I can't predict Dak reaction anymore. That's what I mean. Like betters, do you think betters like please don't throw a pick six here? Like like there's just been too much. Yeah, too much fear here. Like that drive when they were up fourteen, only took fifty seconds off the clock. They ran it once and then went deep and then had another incomplete. That was like oh backdoor cover time. Something is going to happen. But look, star up for Dak Prescott. I'm just gonna race through my star up, star downs. Uh, star up to Dak. Contrary to what people are saying, and the QBR proves it in the end. He had a 78.5 QBR. That's fantastic. Uh, Joshua Dobbs did not outplay. You Cooper Rush fans probably are getting Josh Dobbs jerseys this morning. As Josh (laughs) Dobbs didn't play better than Dak, Dobbs' QBR was a 32.5. A 32.5. For reference, we all agree he was outstanding against Philadelphia. That Dak QBR was an Right, we all do acknowledge that, right? Oh, the big six. He can't throw any interceptions. That was a great defensive play, and Dak was low on the throw. Uh, 86 and a half for the Philly game, and last night was 78 and a half. That's damn good. Star up to 
C.D. freaking Lamb. He's here. He is. He's here. He's the man. No more wavering back and forth. He is. A, he's a number one receiver. Yeah, he has, uh, since Dak returned to the lineup, I know we were referencing this earlier, trying to figure out what it is. Uh, he's 69 receptions, 898 yards. Oh, you didn't pause after 69 and chuckle? Because I said it myself. I can't say it myself nice. and then say, yeah, thank you, Peyton. I was waiting for Peyton to do it. Oh. Uh, 69 receptions, uh, 898 yards, and six touchdowns. And so the receptions places him second in the NFL during that time behind Justin Jefferson. The yards places him third in the NFL behind Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill. Woo. And then the uh, the receiving touchdowns is the third most in the NFL during that time. Technically puts him tied for sixth because there's a, a couple guys that are tied with eight and seven. But uh, overall, I mean, he's putting up top three numbers since Dak returned. Dak Prescott on 88 as of late. Yeah, I mean, you just said he's a star. Um, he really is. He's a star and he's shown his... He's shown signs of that since his first year. Um, and I said, rookie, I was hurt as well. I got hurt, what, after five games for the rest of the year. And then um, having last year to build and to grow with him. And then, boom, I get hurt these, these, these five games earlier in this year. And so I think you're just seeing the connection, the trust. Um, and I think you saw it earlier in the year in some interceptions of my, my trust in him and just us trying to get on the same page. And um, as we've been able to do that, yeah, you're going to see these 10 catches, 100-yard games, um, being double teamed. He's getting held. And uh, just tell him, hey, when you're that guy, you've got to fight through that. Go get and ones and just continue to play. Stay in it. Um, get an assist when you know you're getting double teamed. And um, he's a special player, and he's going to be a special player for a long time. Star up T.Y. Hilton. He is doing everything we dreamed Odell Beckham would do if he joined this team. Everything. And probably more. Third down catches. Big time plays. The the third and 10 where he picked up 27 yards is one of my top two undercover plays of the entire game. That was huge. Tennessee was coming back. It was 17-13. Twitter was going crazy. I'm breaking out the tequila. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to screw this up. They're proving they're not a contender. They're allergic to success. It's embarrassing. And T.Y. Hilton with the big conversion that continued a scoring drive. And then the other one was Michael Gallup's penalty he drew. This was third down, third quarter, third down, and the Titans hugged Michael Gallup and led to a 51-yard penalty. 51-yard Schultz scores a touchdown on that drive to make it 17-6. to Yeah, there were a lot of big penalties on Tennessee in this game. They they picked up 10 penalties for 124 yards. This is the same Sean Hockley crew that called all those pass interference calls that Derek Carr was throwing up on him last Thanksgiving. So, looked like they they understood that, and Dak just said, ah, let's throw it down there on a couple of these. Let's see let's see if we can draw a penalty. And They were clear penalties, though. They're, they're, yeah, the, the, honestly, the one where Gallup was interfered with that 50-yarder, he wouldn't have caught the ball if he wasn't interfered with. Like, you ended out interfering with him for essentially nothing. They they would have stopped him there. But corner gets turned around, isn't sure what to do, has to kind of hug a little bit. But Noah Brown drew a few. Uh, we the, the big one to Gallup. In general, I thought Gallup wasn't great. I'll have to go back and and, and Yeah, watch I'm just him. giving a start to Gallup for the play. Yeah, yeah, for the play. <laughs> in, in general, I'm just saying, though, I, I don't think he was great. And, and Noah Brown drew a couple pass interferences, but I think he also struggled. He had a couple drops in this game. Gallup was missing. I... I don't think he had a catch in the first half. Totally missing. I think I think you're receiving the the the, the nucleus of the passing game moving forward needs to be CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, T.Y. Hilton. And then whatever you want to mix in there with Tony Pollard when he's back. That that's 
That's your passing game right there. Star up to Tank Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Turns out they needed Micah yesterday. Uh, because besides Dante Fowler and that forced fumble, uh, I, well, I think they put up nice numbers in terms of QB hits. But I, but Micah was a force. A tackle, two QB hits, had the one-handed club recovery that Fowler forced. Uh, so I gave uh, Micah a star up. They did need him. Uh, and then Brett Maher deserves his prop. Star downs, Tyler Smith, uh, run game, uh, Nashawn Wright. Uh, Diggs dropped that pick six. That could have been huge. He never drops those. No. He dropped that pick six right before the half. The Titans were able to get a field goal. So it would have been 17-0. Instead, it was 10-3. to yeah, there, that's I mean that's a huge swing there. Not only ten to three, but then you it starts the whole domino of events that then lead to it being you know ten to six at one point, and uh, you know it, it it should have been put away honestly on that drive where the throw is. Which by the way, are you a little surprised that you know we we've just universally bla- said that wasn't on Dak the interception to Peyton Hendershot? You a little surprised the Dak asses haven't tried to say a little behind him. Was a little behind Hendershot. He kind of had to, to turn back. If that ball hits him in stride, there's no problem. I'm a little surprised we haven't gotten that line. Uh, no, but my lack of surprise is outweighed by my anger with people saying more Dak turnovers. Just just adding it to his total. That That's what's driving me crazy today. But we'll get back to it with Nick Eatman in 10 minutes. RJ Choppy will be back next week. But Peyton Russell's been showing a little something. He's all over these point spreads. He's all over these games. So we are going to turn over the weekend football gambling degenerate to pay pay in for RJ. Well, I've never done this before, but when I do, I uh, choose the favorites. Second. (laughs) Wait wait a second. What was that Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. Say I get no respect in that voice. (laughs) I get no respect. Oh my gosh. College or pro? Uh, Let's go college. First off, though, I will say after this segment, RJ Choppy will be swimming with the fishies. (laughs) (laughs) I think he, I'm just getting the sense he wrote something out for this. I like it. He's prepared. (laughs) All right. Did you say college? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, 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 I did. Poor Peyton has been yawning. I don't know how many times he's (laughs) yawned during this show, and I'm not going to blame him because he was working up here till. 1 a.m. So you need to go home and sleep before your big New Year's kiss. Ooh, <laughs> that's coming tomorrow. Um, okay, so with yeah, RJ out, I had to put the Tennessee-Clemson game in, which is tonight, the Orange Bowl. Um, ugly spread. Minus six, Clemson. I don't like it, so I'm going to go with the over-under. Ooh. It's a high over-under for this one because it's it's a game where it's like it's two teams that really, you know, they're bummed they didn't make the playoffs. Right. So I don't think there's going to be much scoring. The over-under, 63 and a half. I'm going under. Under. This one. Ugly, ugly game tonight in Miami. Ugly game. Yeah, Clemson's played some ugly games. Under 63 and a half with that 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 Vols offense. Now, obviously no Hendon Hooker, but but the no. no Hendon Hooker didn't seem to be enough for you to want to take the six point spread. Nope. Okay. You heard what he said. Yeah. I did. You you, you Respect you'll watch the, the game Godfather. You'll, yeah, exactly. Kiss the finger. <laughs> the ring. The ring. The Sorry. Oh so let's go to tomorrow's <laughs> playoff game. <laughs> the Fiesta Bowl. We start there. TCU, Michigan. TCU, they've been dogs all season long. No one's uh, believed in them. They're going to be doubted once again tomorrow. I have TCU plus seven and a half. They're going to keep it close. Let's go. Watch out. Covering. Sonny Dykes. Covering. Sonny Dykes, did you see him take a shot at the SEC yesterday? Yeah. 
He's, he was like talking about the end of season schedule. Like, oh, sorry. We don't play the Citadel. We don't play <laughs> Cit- Austin P. Uh, we had Texas, and then people are like, yeah, but they were playing someone a week two, and you were playing Scrubs. So I like that. Feisty Sonny Dykes, Tolo, friend of the show, taking a shot at the big boys. That line on TCU's moved, too, because I think the very first line on it was like nine and a half. Yeah, it was. It's dropped. And so it's dropped. So next one, we'll go to the Peach Bowl. Georgia minus six and a half over the Ohio State. I don't think this one's going to be much. I mean, Georgia has proven they're they're the best team in the country, by far the best team in the country all season long. Wow. I have Georgia winning by two touchdowns. No one is respect. Ooh. No one has given Ohio State a serious chance. It's been on this show, Mike Golick Jr. yesterday, and now you guys not giving Ohio State a real chance. I mean, if Ohio- people people were saying this was an unlucky draw for Georgia that you would want to get TCU versus a mega powerhouse every single year. Yeah, this is the worst matchup for them for sure because just because of the unknown. Like Ohio State, if they're on, if they're clicking, that's the team with the most firepower, the most talent that could cause problems. The the issue is I mean, it's hard to get that Michigan game out of your head like the way Ohio State looked. It, you know, and so that's that's one of the big factors, I think, for a lot of people with this. But look, if they're on, if, they, if they're playing, this is a game to me that either Ohio State wins or they get blown out. It's not going to be a, like just a close game. Yeah. It's Ohio State sneaks away with one or they get blown out. And Georgia's only close calls of the season, four points at Missouri, a four-point win, 10 points at Kentucky. So four and 10, everything else they've handled. Yep. Handled. To finish out college, I have Bama minus six and a half in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. Now we go to the pros. Oh, I love the favorites in the pros. <laughs> Starting off with the Lions, minus six against the Chicago Bears. The Lions at home. Are you sure RJ didn't send in these picks? No, Loving no, the Lions? I, I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him. Okay. Lions have scored 32 points per game at home this season, the most in the NFL. Chicago averaging just 20 points on the road. Chicago, or I like Detroit, minus six. Look at the research. I love it. Golly, look at that, He's getting bumped. Next up, we're going to Philadelphia. Uh, the race in the NFC East is over after Aww. this one. Oh! I have the Gardner Minshew's oh. Eagles winning six and a half. I like the spread. Eagles favored by six and a half. I have them winning this one. Look, they're at home. They're in Philadelphia. The Saints defense isn't the Cowboys defense. Um, which is the Eagles it better? Put up. No, okay. I don't think so. All right. No. <laughs> so I have the Eagles winning this one pretty convincingly. I don't understand how this is six and a half either. Minshew, that's it. It's just uh, Minshew was fantastic against the Cowboys. I know he was, but like I mean, it, it does happening again. It though. does force you to change your your play style. Yeah, you got you do got to repeat it. So. Yeah, like I think he no way he puts up the same numbers against the Saints. But come on, New Orleans, please come through for us. 49ers minus nine and a half in Vegas. There we go. Now, have you done the research on like? Resting and implications, and who's playing for what, and who might not play for what. Oh, well, I know Derek Carr is out for the Raiders, so that's why I went the 49ers here. Oh, it's just gonna—it's gonna be a depressed Raiders team. I mean, this one—I don't have. I mean, the scoring's not gonna look their high. Leader. They don't have their emotional leader. No, they don't. I feel like this one's gonna be one of those like 23 to six games or something, just ugly scoring all around. All right. And then to wrap up, Seahawks plus one and a half at home against the Jets, the Geno Smith revenge game. Where's that game? In Seattle. Man, Seattle's been bad at home. Very home, bad. Home dog, home dog to, the Jets, to the Jets, And Mike White's return? No, no way. All right, we're going to we, we, we mark these down and we're going to I'm going to tweet it out too. I have the tweet ready. Okay, to go. you you Ooh. tweet it you tweet it out cuz we're we're not going to follow this up on Monday when when Sean and RJ are here. It will be a Tuesday follow-up. Yes, we are going to follow up.
There you go. At a hit, all right, here's what we're going to do. This is going to piss RJ off. I don't mm -hmm. care. What percentage does he have to hit in order to do the degenerate the next week? If he hits a certain percentage, we're not we're not going to let RJ do it. He made seven picks. Eight. Four college, four uh, pro. You hit six. Six. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta really put up a, you gotta put up a high standard. You gotta you gotta you gotta hit a high standard to unseat yeah. the Italian. All right, so okay. if you if you hit six of eight, you get to keep doing it. All right, six of eight, very high, probably unfair standard, but okay. we're talking about replacing him. You know, so six of eight for the selections. Alrighty. Peyton Russell on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube here on DFW Sports Station. All right. Do we need to worry at all? Bobby thinks we need to ask some questions about the Dak injury and what is this offensive line going to look like after Biotish got hurt as well. Nick Eatman back from Tennessee on a Cowboys Friday next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Now Dobbs, third and long, pressured, and you're in trouble, young man. Fumbled again at the 30-yard line. Who's got this? Cowboys are certain they've got this fumble. Fowler appeared to get the sack strip. And we await word formally on who owns the ball. Well, I mean, the league owns the ball, but it's Dallas. <laughs> Brad Sham, last night on your home of America's team, we'll crosstalk with the KNC Masterpiece at 940 here on Sean and Bobby. Nick Eatman back from Tennessee via DallasCowboys.com. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Jerry Jones joining KNC at 1030, and they can talk about why Jerry didn't pay Tio enough to rejoin America's team. Nick, the headline is the answer after this game is both. What does that mean with your column? Well, I mean, I think the, if, the, if the questions are, hey, did this team play well? Did this was this a good win? Is this an ugly win? Is this a bad win? I mean, uh, it's not a bad win, but but I mean, I think that that you know just it's based off your perspective of the game. I mean, like it, it's okay to be both. That's why I wrote about glass half full, half empty. It is both, and so that that's what that's what this is. I I think the Cowboys, you know, it was it was not a clean game. It was you know they they struggled at times, um, but they also won the game, did what they needed to do, you know, won by two touchdowns on the road in, in a December game. I mean, I, I think, and, and moved on without major injury. So I, I, that's, that's a, that's a big win, you know? So I, I just think it's a, based off your perspective. I, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to sit here and call a game ugly, an ugly win. I mean, you know, you shouldn't apologize for it, but, but I think everyone can see, even the veteran players and the coaches could see that, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. Biotis is not a major injury? I don't think that his injury is a major injury. I think I think that they feel like it, it's going to be – I mean, just wa just walking, watching him walk around in the locker room a little bit, and I got a chance to talk to, to, to one of the trainers at the end, and, you know, he, he was just like, we'll see to, today. But I, he didn't think – yet. this is, you know, last night. I don't know if things have changed this morning, but – 
I don't think that they're thinking it's going to be major injury. Nick, uh, everybody kind of collectively gasped when Dak rolled up his knee and like immediately grabbed it. And then he was limping for the rest of that drive pretty much. It was weird though. Like they came out of halftime. Amazon didn't ask McCarthy about it at all. Post game. I was listening to McCarthy and Dak. Neither one of them were asked about it. Are we totally confident that there's nothing wrong with Dak's knee? I, as far as I, as I know, I mean, he gave a thumbs up to the sideline and, and you know, that's, everyone was kind of looking at it like what's going on. Are you okay? Okay. And he did not look good for a second. And then, you know, he gave he gave a, a thumbs up. And then, you know, you talked about the rest of that drive. He had a run in there that mm-hmm. was – he kind of burst through the, the line, you know, with, with, with more bursts than we've seen in a while. So it was kind of like I think once that play happened, it was like, ah, I think he's I think he's okay. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it really wasn't mentioned again. I kind of had forgot about it. So you brought it up 30 seconds ago. Yeah, yeah it's because you know what it reminded me of? The, the only reason why I, I thought about it is because you remember when Clay Matthews brought him down at like late in the first quarter in 2019 against the Rams and he, he dinged up his shoulder and then he played the rest of the game. We didn't hear anything about it, but then the whole next week it's Dak can't throw, Dak may not play against Philly. So it, it just made me wonder, like, are we going to get back to practice and be like, oh, Dak saw the injury report because that knee, uh, it, it's actually right. bugging him now. Well, he's, he, everyone in the world is going to be on the injury report this week too. So you know, like, like that's that's uh, you're, you're probably not wrong there. Um, and and I, it, I, McCarthy will never say this. Jerry will never say it because obviously, you know, you're trying to w- win the division and all that. But if the Eagles beat the Saints, it there's going to be some people that that is not going to be feeling too bad about that. You know. Just because hmm. this team needs a break, they need some rest, and that scenario will allow them to do it. Uh, certainly, they want to win the division, but but th- there's going to be a silver lining to it that's like, okay, we know where we are. We're the fifth seed. We know probably when we're going to play, and we can get a little bit of a break for, for some guys that really need it. Nick Eatman on the Diamond Factory Hotline here on The Fan. How do you think Dak played last night? I thought he played like he's played most of the year. Uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 honestly, I think he played pretty well. Uh, I, I, I've, I haven't gone back and watched this game yet. You know, it was kind of a long night, short morning here. But I think he had one bad throw, and it was bad. It was a bad throw. He forced it in there, uh, you know, to, to double coverage that was collapsing on the receiver. Other than that, I really you talking about the so the one to Schultz before half. Yeah, the interception to Schultz there. I thought that one that one was you know pressing and and you know and it was again. Most teams seem to have a little more success with the two minute drill, and it seems like a lot of the Cowboys interceptions or Dak's interceptions have happened before halftime like that. Um, so you know, it just doesn't seem like he's got the. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say he has the best grasp of the offense. That's not it. It's just that it seems like before the half has been the issue for him and some of these picks. Uh, that and then the the his players trying out for the national volleyball team. That also is 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 an issue that you know he needs to clean up. I mean, he can't do anything about that. These guys just just love to to set the ball up in the air and let other <laughs> people pick it off. 
It's ridiculous. It really, it's unbelievable. Yes. Like, you should have heard the press box. Like, when that happened, it was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Which was not what was said, but something like that. What was the press? So, the one I can't figure out is the fumble and and, and who that was on. Did you get any feel for it after the game or in the press box? Or what did you think yourself? Well, it looked like, just watching the replay, it looked like Dak, you know, pulled his hands out too early that's what it looked like to me um but it's hard to say that when they do it a thousand times you know what i mean there's got to be something wrong i mean that that maybe i you know i didn't see i i and then Deonish wasn't really talking to the media he was you know obviously a little frustrated and, and upset he's wearing a walking boot and that's probably not what we were going to ask him if he did uh elect to talk there at the end of the game so uh i, I again I don't know, Bobby and, and Sean. I don't know. You know, we, we weren't asking the questions about the knee and the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the that's what happens when Bobby doesn't make the like, trip. Nah, no, well, like, well, well, out of here. well uh, no, yeah, and I mean, look, we got Jerry today at ten thirty. We'll, we'll we'll hit Jerry with the uh, the knee question. Uh, yeah, that's okay. that was just the only thing that was a, a little interesting to me, just because it's like, man, that was a pretty significant scare to your quarterback, and then we all just kind of were like, ah, I guess he's fine, but. Uh, are you style pointing this victory at all, Nick, or do you just look at this and go take a win when you can get it? It's back-to-back games on short rest. You're banged up. We're we're not going to worry about how you got it done. Just get it done. Yeah, I think I, I, yes, that's that's it for me. And, and it's not been style points. And and you know, and because because if you look at it both sides, you know, does the style point of the of that this game or the lack of style points of this game or Houston? Does that matter at all? Just like it does it matter about getting style points for beating Minnesota forty to three? I mean, it doesn't matter because there's a good chance you might go back to Minnesota and play them again. And so, you know, none of that will really matter when you go and you face them again. So, you know, I, I keep hearing, hey, the Cowboys play to the level of their competition. Well, cool, because it's about to get pretty strong here <laughs> when you get into the playoffs. And so, you know, that that should make for a fun playoffs. I mean, I as much as you you would love for these players to say, we're we're locked in, we're going to go and, and whip this team, it, it just doesn't work. Human nature, they they know what the deal is. They know that the Tennessee's calling it a, a preseason game, and it was a weird vibes from the start when you get there. It's just everybody had a weird feeling about it. The the you know ten, the fans knew on the, on both sides what the game was. It was it was really hard. That's why it was hard to write an article about it like that because it's just hard to figure out like what what is this? Like what was this game? Yeah. And you know, and and I I said this you know, to a few people after the game of like maybe I'm the wrong person for this because I've I've been kind of conditioned over the years. I mean, when I started working for the Cowboys, I mean I I didn't get to 24 wins until like the fifth year that I covered the team. Yeah. And so, you know, so winning in December on the road, I mean, there, there was, you'd have parades going on if you did that. So yeah. for this team to have 24 wins in two years and, and this whole home 14 point win on the road at Tennessee, yeah. you know, I, I look at it like, oh, yeah, you did what you needed to do, got the job done. A I, little, I, little rough second quarter. I, I know this is uh, saying a lot, and you've been with the fan base much longer than me, over double the time. This is the most unreasonable and ridiculous fan base reaction that I've had in 11 years in covering the team. The expectations and the margin for error 
that I hear from some of these Cowboy fans, really, I mean, it, 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 it like, it, it fits the national narrative of why some people can't stand America's team. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's unreasonable, and it's like obnoxious. It's arrogant. Uh, that it's the worst I've seen it in eleven years. After we all thought the season was over after game one, and Dak Prescott has been playing. Like this, and again, to me, it's politics. It's no different uh, from arguing Trump Biden with how psycho people start acting over this stuff. But correct, agree or correct these two yeah. statements: offense was better than the defense last night, and the offense will be better than the defense to finish out the year. I don't think the offense was better than the defense last night. I, I don't. I don't believe that. I mean, I think they both had their moments and played well, but I. I, you know, the defense to me, I, I thought Tennessee drove the ball one time in the third quarter and, and, and scored. Uh, other than that, some of these other plays that were going on, you know, like they, I think they had some short fields and they led to points. But I, I, I just never thought that that defense was going to allow anything from, from that offense. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I, and then moving forward, um, it's. I believe. I believe in the phrase "styles make fights," and I think they're they're they could get into a ten six game in the playoffs. Then they could also get into a forty one thirty eight game. I, I believe that. I mean, I I think that it's good that both these teams, both these sides of the ball, have won games for the Cowboys this year, um, mostly to the defense, but but they have won some games for them. And and I think when you get in the playoffs, depending on the matchup. You know, it's good to know that you can count on either side. Is T.Y. Hilton doing everything we dreamed of Odell Beckham doing if he came here? Yes, yes, and and doing it in a different way. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know what the sales of his jerseys are looking like <laughs> in the pro shop, but I mean, I do believe that you know he's had a, he's had a you know he really has been uh, amazing, and he and he's not only been amazing. You know, just just on third down and stuff like that. But but you know what it opens up for the other guys, and you know, and CD continues to just to play off the charts and had a big you know, you know, just just another great game and you know he's having a great season. Hundred hundred catches for the for the season, not not for the game, not for a game. <laughs> That's the record. God, people love that tweet. Yeah, well, you didn't help. I mean, you certainly didn't help the matters there with the popcorn there saying, oh, I'm ready for it. I mean, I, I do appreciate I did get one really nice friend in the media that let me know that was going on as I'm in the locker room down there interviewing people and and, and said, hey, you might want to change that tweet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think Dak had a had one bad throw. Maybe I had one bad tweet. Nick Eatman back from Tennessee. Very, very strong week of performances. Get some rest. And we'll talk on Monday. Right. Sounds good. See you guys thank, later. Thank See you, brother. Nick Eatman sounded like he's on fumes right there. DallasCowboys.com brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. Let's celebrate this Cowboys win with Crosstalk. KNC Masterpiece next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 